0: And, you know, we're in the, in the middle of our Building Your Life series that Pastor Levi really had a vision for this year. And I think it's an incredible way to start your year is being intentional with what you're doing to build your life because it'd be such a shame to think that we just end up where we end up, and that we don't have a really big part in building the life that we have and making intentional decisions and choices that actually take us somewhere great. And so I've been really enjoying this series. We've heard about careers and how to know whether you're heading in the right direction. We've heard about conflict resolution, like repairing a relationship. That's a massive way to build your life. And we heard about attitudes, how to actually have a great mindset so that we approach life in a way that we can build it. And I'm going to continue on that series tonight with another topic. But I want to start by asking this question, and don't feel like you have to raise your hand, but I mean, I'm asking it, so it does give away that I have thought this. But have you ever thought to yourself that if I just made a little more money, my life would be easier? Has anyone? Anyone? Okay. Very honest for a few of you. For starters, you've all thought that. Don't lie to me. Everyone has thought at some point in their life, man, if I just, even if it's just a little bit, life would be so much easier. Like, man, if I got that raise, I would not be as stressed as I am. If I got that better job, boy, would we be living the life that we dream of. You know, if I could just win gold lotto, wouldn't that be the dream? I mean, who doesn't want to win a million dollars? I mean, no, is it just me? Okay. Well, (laughs) It's a good thing I'm breaching this message tonight, but I think that all of us at some point have had that thought pop into our brains that money does equal a certain level of easiness to our life. We imagine that more money means less problems, and I think that that's a little bit misguided. And I have some stats. Who doesn't love a good stat? Anyone? No? Just me? Good, good, good. But. I wanted to look into this idea of money and this idea of whether having more actually sets us up for a better life. Because it certainly seems that way. If you have more finance, you can access greater education, greater resources. Uh, it seems to be a great platform to build an incredible life. Like am like, maybe I should preach about this is how you can go out and make so much money that your life would be amazing. Um, and in 2022, Amer- the American Psychological Association did a big uh, research into this area of finance. And they found that 82% of Gen Zers and millennials are constantly stressed about money. The, that was a significant source of stress. And that covers the age group of about 18 to 43. So that is a massive percentage of the population. And a tag on that was that 17% of those people said that social media was making them feel worse about their finances. And that doesn't really surprise me. Have you ever gone onto social media and you're like having a good day and then you just get flooded with everyone else's lives, their aesthetic, you're like, these people don't get food on their clothes like I do. Like they are just living this flawless life And you get flooded with these images of, man, if I have more money, I could buy that. I could buy that car. And so it's actually having a negative impact in the way that we view our finances. And an Australian study found that 59% of Australians would admit their financial situation causes them stress or loss of sleep, and half of millennials are constantly worried about their financial future. You know, it really seems like if we had a bit more money, we would be less stressed. For sure. And you know, there's this verse in Philippians 4 6 that says, Do not be anxious about anything. It says, In every situation, by prayer and petition, thanksgiving, present your request to God, pray to God. And I'm like, I am God. Do you know how many times I've prayed for more money? You're telling me not to be anxious. And I'm saying 82% of us are anxious because we don't have enough money. So what's the problem here? And I think a lot of us are approaching the situation the wrong way. We have plans to build our life, and we're trying not to be anxious about our future, but we are obviously really worried about one of the biggest aspects of our life. We can't ignore that finance is a massive part of everything that we do. And I think we've fallen for this myth. If we just had more money, we wouldn't be stressed. You know, 20% of the people in this study earn over $100,000 a year. That's a significant amount of money to me, uh, and I would think for a lot of us that would be considered a pretty reasonable amount to earn and not be stressed out. And yet, 20% of those people earn at least that amount of money. And they're in double. some of them would be in double-income homes. And the interesting thing that the study revealed was that level of income played no factor in the stress that someone experienced in their finance. Across the board, it didn't matter how much money you made, people were stressed. But across the board, it didn't matter how much money people made, there were people who weren't stressed at all. And what they found was that it was actually the ability to manage money and understand money that led to a person either being stressed or not stressed about their financial future. So the good news is... This is not about having to make more money. Can I get an amen from anyone? Because maybe some of your, like, influencing side hustles are paying off. None of mine are. Uh, So this is good news. But what it does mean is that we need to take responsibility for building this life. And we need to take steps to understanding how to manage our finance. Because it says in 2018... 86% 86% of Australians did not know how much money they spent in a month. And of all Australians, only 28% were using budgets or financial tools. So we're hyper-stressed, we're hyper-worried about our future, but we're doing nothing about it. We're not budgeting, we're not accessing resource, we're not trying to learn how to manage our money, which according to research would be the factor in whether we're stressing And now I believe in God and having faith, but I believe that it's a lazy faith that does nothing to change their circumstance. Faith is for the things that we cannot control, we cannot understand, that we have no power over. But faith, if we leave that for things that we could easily do ourselves, we become disillusioned with God for something that we could do. Let's leave God's faith, let's leave faith for the things that we don't understand, that we pray desperately and believe God to break through miraculously in. But let's take responsibility and build this life the best way that we can. So my message is called Dollars and Cents, because I love a good pun. And that's hilarious for those of you who aren't laughing. But, oh, thank you. You need dollars for this life, but you need sense. Otherwise, you're not going to have a good time. So I want to quickly touch on... There's going to be four, four pillars that we're going to look at, but I'm actually going to invite two people up. We're going to have a bit of a discussion around this because I think finance is dynamic. You could honestly talk about it forever and never get to the end. But we want to keep it really simple and practical tonight. But there are these four pillars that I believe are essential to building our life financially. So you should probably write them down. They might be on the screen. But the first one is creating margin. That's the gap between what you earn and what you spend. The second is saving and giving first. So when you get paid, the first thing you do is save money. The first thing you do is tithe. The first thing you do is allowance for being generous. Then you spend your money. The third is making space for the things that you love. It's not about depriving yourself of everything. We should live every day with something to look forward to. You should enjoy going to a meal with your friends, buying something for a car you love, like getting a new pair of shoes. Budgeting and taking care of your future financially is not about depriving yourself of everything that you enjoy, but it is about understanding the wise way to engage that. And then the fourth is really simple because it's just repeat those three things. And so these are four pillars that I think are essential, but we're going to have a bit of a discussion um, with two people and maybe uh, touch on a few of those pillars as we go. So I would love to welcome up Pastor Maddie Thornley and Pastor Michael Slater, if you would like to come. And we'll just arrange ourselves. So feel free to think on those four pillars very seriously uh, as we do that. Excellent. And now, sorry to the people on the side there. I'm going to try my best not to cut you off. Why don't you pass to Maddie and pass us later. Now, I've invited both of um, them to share because they're people that, as I've heard, have conversations about finance in um, the way that they approach spending money have often challenged me and inspired me uh, and made me think, Maybe I could do this a better way. So I thought they would be great to have here tonight. But why don't you just introduce yourselves briefly and then we'll get right into it. Are you first, Slater. <coughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as many people in the church office like to remind me, I'm the meagering king. So if, it, if we're introducing ourselves financially, I have always loved a bit of a cost save. I always loved a Crazy Clarks, a Kmart find. Um, As I said, meagering, 50 cents a meal. How good does it get?
2: (laughs) Hi, I'm Maddie. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm a mum. I have two kids (laughs) and a husband. I also like meagering. (laughs)
0: If anyone's feeling bad right now, I love to eat out and I love nice food. Just so yeah. you know, you don't have yeah. to eat meagre. No, you don't have to eat It's quite nice. <laughs> it is
1: I'll good. I'll just say that. I it's was eating it for top the taste. Tier. Just, the cost Just for a out
0: there. But the first thing I'd love to ask is I think all of us sort of approach finance in a way, whether we've, um, how we've been raised or experiences we've had. So I'd love to know, have your current financial like, strategy or what you do to manage your money, is that something you've always had? Or was there, like, an experience that really made you go, I need to do this wisely?
1: Well, I'd say that I had the benefit of watching other people make mistakes so that I could learn from them. Mm. And there's mistakes happening all around us. Yeah. If we just have to open our eyes to see the mistakes that people are making, yeah. looking at where people are finding themselves in financial strife. So probably as as a child, things were a little bit scarce and so... I really valued money because my pocket money was like a dollar a week yeah. so I had to choose what I was going to spend it on I couldn't just get everything and I couldn't just beg mum later if I bought something it was like that's the decision is final <laughs> you have bought that with your pocket money and you've eaten it and now it's gone and so mm. I kind of slowly built up this mindset of if I'm going to spend my money on something I really want it to actually benefit my life yeah. more than just today yep.
2: yeah yeah and I think for me, I was really lucky in the way that um, my family, we they always, same as you say, really instilled the value of saving and they didn't just give us everything. They really made us um, work and put our birthday money and Christmas money towards the thing that, things that we really wanted. But I would say for me personally, I've always been just loved budgeting and finance. Like, I remember even being six and doing up a chore chart for my mum and being like, this is how much I'm getting paid for all the chores, and she agreed. You set the price Yeah, literally. I it was $50 for
0: no, washing the it was like 10
2: <laughs> cents for washing the car, and mum's like, it's okay, I'll give you $5, um, dollars, not five cents. <laughs> you know, so I, it's always been something I've been interested in, but um,
1: yeah. I'll also say the, the utter gut wrench of going bankrupt in Monopoly... <laughs> Made me think, I never want to be bankrupt in real life. It hits so hard as a kid.
2: Yes, fun fact for couples. So if you get married in Monopoly, you can uh, avoid bankruptcy.
0: Join your finances, yes, yeah, slay the board. I mean, it's I knew there would be some great financial tips, there you to go. Add, and that it's going to be hard to beat that one. Yeah. Monopoly, that's a killer. Um, and I think for me, similar. Like I grew up in a home where uh, living with my mum on her side of the family, resources are very slim. But I think due to not wise management, and on my dad's side, going on holidays and seeing, oh, this is very different and starting to realise that we can actually build a very different life if we're intentional um, and we make quality choices. So that was really important to me. But I'd love to know what has uh, taking care of your finances looked like for you? What have you instilled? I know for me it's been heavily having a budget, knowing how much I earn, knowing how much I spend, knowing what the gaps are, and making sure that that gap's used really well. But I'd love to know what it is that, yeah, you guys...
2: I think exactly the same. Um, yeah, knowing what's going in and what's going out. But also on top of that, something really practical for me is having financial goals, um, and they don't need to be big things. Because I just found for me personally, you know, if you're say if you're not saving for something, it's so easy to spend the money. And it doesn't have to be like big things. It could be little goals you set within yourself, whether it's, hey, I want to have enough for a week's wage if something happens or a month's wage, whatever it might be. But um, that's been something that, yeah, if I haven't had something that I'm focusing on or even believing for within my finances, it's so easy to just like, oh, yeah, I'll get takeout for the third time this week or Uber Eats is looking pretty good. Not that there's anything wrong with Uber Eats, but (laughs) Mm. but yeah. Yeah, great.
1: I think um, I've just always had a desire to seek wisdom Like there's that story of Solomon, how he asked God for wisdom and then riches followed. And like in Proverbs 3, 6, talking about wisdom, it says that long life is in her right hand. So the first thing that we get with wisdom is long life. And that's kind of what everyone is trying to get with money. I just want to build a life and get there. But actually, if we ask for wisdom, we get the long life. And then guess what's in the second hand? Riches and wealth. And so I think it's just a matter of getting your priorities right. And for me, the biggest system that I've put into my life is trying to be as wise as I can. Um, Shane Willard has a great filter of looking at things. He says, don't ask if this is, like, right or wrong, good or bad, which is what a lot of us do when we go to buy something. Is this the right purchase to make, good or bad? But he says, ask, is this wise? And perhaps some of the purchases that we make are not as wise as we think about. Um, So, Mm. yeah, and I think another thing that's really helped me is um, seeing a professional who can tell me, who looks at my bank balance and goes, you think you're good at saving money, but you spent $120 last month or last week on junk food? And I'm (laughs) like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think accountability does play a good role, especially like... Sometimes we need that and it's okay if we need a bit of accountability along the journey. So that can be a great tip. If you are struggling, even if it's just a friend, maybe just say, hey, can you ask me how my savings are going? Ask me to log into my bank balance and show you so I can't do a sneaky, yeah, I've been fine. Like these shoes, no, I've had them for months, but you haven't, (laughs) no, anyone else? But I think what Maddie was talking about, building margin, that's a huge thing in my budget is um, if a car tire blows, I don't want to be completely overwhelmed and stressed because I now have to take new tyres or creating a space so that things that are unexpected, when they come up, they're not completely throwing us off, you know, our trajectory financially. And I'd love to know how have you guys seen an impact in your life um, because of those practices? For me, it's been in those moments where there's been Um, an emergency, or even an opportunity, like where someone's been, hey, we're going to the coast, Um, do you want to come? It's not like, oh, my gosh, I have no money. It's like, oh, actually, I've got a bit put aside that I can use for opportunities like this. I have a sub-account in my bank. I've got emergency funds, opportunity funds. So I save a little bit for in case someone goes, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yes, I can. And so budgeting for fun things, but also emergencies has made an impact for me. But what about you?
1: Um, I would say... This sounds so great coming from a pastor. But I would say tithing mm. has been like a system that I set in place. Ever since I started tithing, I've not been without income. Yeah. And I'll say the last, the last couple of years, I have had 0% to 1% of stress about my finances mm. because of the um, systems that we've set up. Tithing is, is, like our, is like our top thing. I say our mm. Hannah and I. Hannah really does help me with finances. Joint thing, two perspectives. Um, but yeah, but in terms of seeing a positive impact, I would say having the having wise financial system set up has helped me to be very, very low stress. Yeah. And also, something that Hannah and I are particularly proud of: um, we got we bought a home five years ago, mm-hmm. and in five years, it's going to be paid off. Oh, That's wow. what we're on track to. Wow. So. We thought we could be we could be 60 and finally tick that bill off. Mm. But if we implement wisdom in our finances, we can actually do it by the time that I'm 35, oh, wow. and that'll be really cool.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> you need to give me. I some don't tips. Have kids. Yeah, I was like, guys, Disclaimer. I have a different no perspective. <laughs> um, I think for me, again, just having these practical tools is like you mentioned as well, Slater and Sarah, like having these practical tools, especially for me, I've got two kids. We went from having two full-time wages to all of a sudden having one wage and a dependent, really cute one, but they also cost money. So being able to have these practical tools and budgeting and being able to live within our means has also meant like, And and I praise God for this, like, having no stress um, financially. Obviously, there's some seasons where it's tighter than others. But, yeah, really being able to live within what we've got while still also being able to enjoy our finances as well. So, yeah, having those practical tools in place has really been a key um, in my finances.
1: Yeah, I think people don't realise that there is tools. They just think you have a bank account balance and there's money and that's all that you have. But there's a very helpful apps that you can get Mm. because we are not all spreadsheet kings. Some of us need apps that do the maths for us.
0: My budgeting spreadsheet is amazing. Yeah, I've seen, it. I've seen your spreadsheet. It has sub-tabs and categories. For those who
2: hate spreadsheets, there's also ways around it.
0: And I think that's important to touch on there, is like It's going to look different for everyone. We all have different priorities. We all have different ways that we approach things. And that's why we're not really touching on like, specifics. You should get this and do this. Because you need to make something that works for you. You need to set something up that's actually going to encourage you to follow it um, and that's going to explain things in a way that you really understand. And you know what? In different seasons, it will look different you might be in a season where you genuinely do need to buckle down and reduce some of the extras, but knowing that that's so you can live a more fruitful tomorrow. Or maybe you're in a season where you have enough to have fun and enjoy yourself a bit more, but maybe this is a reminder, hey, maybe if I'm more wise in the season, I can really set myself up. And so I'd love to know, what's one thing that's been really hard for you on this journey? Or have you you had anything that's you, you know, find it a bit difficult in the budgeting world.
2: I have two. <laughs> um, I think comparison is a big key. Mm-hmm. I know when um, Jared and I, that's my husband in case anyone's wondering, <laughs> when we first got married, um, part of our financial plan was to get rid of, and I'm not saying this will work for everyone, but get rid of any debt and loans we had, um, pay them off. So part of that looked like Jerry selling his big um, fandangle ute and then downgrading to a... I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say it in case I offend someone. Anyway, he got another ute, and um, it wasn't obviously what he had in mind, and it wasn't as cool, um, but that was the sacrifice we made so that we could um, really move forward financially. But um, it was hard in the season, get, like watching all of his friends and watching people around us get those awesome utes, but I think it was just remembering like behind that, they also had really big loans and things like that. So what you, know, what you might see surface level isn't always what's going on in the background. <laughs> And then I think another thing that also has been a challenge, um, which is, I think, I don't know, getting married, which was awesome, but joining, that sounded really bad. I should have prefaced that better. So awesome. So bad getting married. No, but I mean, having two people come together and managing your finances as a couple was something that I found really challenging because we both grew up in completely different circumstances and we both had completely different financial goals and um, yeah, just what we'd been brought up to do financially, whether that's, yeah, Jerry was very much about saving and I was very about, my family always instilled, you know, like, investing in homes and things like that's great. So, bring, yeah, bringing us together as a couple was something that we worked through and just finding our goals together and what works for us together was a challenge.
1: Yeah, I would say there's always difficulties with managing finance. Yeah. There's a saying that I heard to do with going to the gym, but I like to apply it to finance. You can either face the pain of discipline mm-hmm. or the pain of regret. Yeah. Either way, you're facing pain, so yeah. choose which one you want it to be. Yeah, great. Yes, so and great. so I just kind of thought, and, and I have faced the pain of regret so many times. Yeah. I remember going to a formal in year 12 and walking into Tarakash and walking out like $400 later and just being like, that's, that's the pain of regret, people. And now I have the, the pain of discipline, which is like, no thanks. I'm going... I bought my wedding suit from H&M. Um, it, was, it was worth it. It was very much worth it. So I think, yeah, you just choose mm. your pain. And I think there's a num- I think when you begin to see the results of small things, yeah. you gain the confidence to do it with big things. Yeah. So one of the pains is always being able to avoid impulse. Yes. You know, at the shops or you're seeing an ad and if you can just avoid, if you're driving past Superista and you and you really want it and you can just go, I'm just going to avoid this $10 burger, yeah. then later on when you see the Isuzu D-Max in your YouTube feed, um, you're not going to be on the way, go your own way, you're not going to be doing that onto the Isuzu dealership, you're going to be thinking to yourself, nah, I can resist that. So resisting impulses, I hope impulse. no ones like,
0: legitimately looking for... Yeah, I was like, I wish I right had the, the money to... God's <laughs> like, don't do it, now. <laughs> Just get
1: a, a good quality secondhand one.
0: No, I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think uh, one thing that I've encountered a lot of, and especially in conversations with other people around money, that has been a challenge, is I think there's this idea out there that affording the repayments means you can afford it, and I think that that's something we really need to address because there's a lot of things out there at the moment offering you things right now for only a quarter or a fifth or a tenth and you just pay a small monthly fee but I think that's a really dangerous mindset to take on without thinking about it. I think there's sometimes a place for these sorts of things. You know, not everyone can afford to buy a car without a loan or um, access things that they need at the time and that could be a really great service but if we're not thinking about this and we're going, yeah, I can afford... You know, two hundred dollars a month repayment. That could be a really unhealthy mindset because just affording a repayment doesn't mean we can afford it. And I've had to really, because um, I remember, I think I remember when Afterpay first came out. I was like, "This is amazing! This two hundred dollar dress is only fifty dollars. This is so cool!" And then I realised, no, no, it's still two hundred dollars except I now think it's $50 because that's all I'm spending today and then I've spent a few things and then I'm like, wow, I spent like $600 on clothes. I don't need new clothes to begin with. And you fall into this trap of I can afford the repayments but what you're sacrificing is something greater and what you could actually be putting that towards is something greater. So it's just about taking a bit of responsibility. Something my stepdad always used to say that I hated was do you want it or do you need it? And I think we need to get better at determining what is a want and what is a need because they're telling us we need a lot of things right now on social media um, and we don't.
1: Can I just throw something in on repayments? Mm. I watched my sister get a loan for her car that got crashed and then by a friend and she was paying that car off for six more years. There's nothing worse than paying off something that you don't have. Imagine if you spilled coffee on that piece of clothing that you bought and then you're paying it off three more times mm-hmm. the amount of people who have smashed their phones and are <laughs> still paying it off two years later even though they've moved on is very difficult yeah and just if you think about like simple finance if you can save your money quite often um you can actually put it into a, if you are interested in investing and like willing to go there you can earn a higher percentage interest mm. on that than if you repay something so yeah. after 5 years the amount of money that you would dump into repayments you could have put into an investment mm. have 10 grand on the side and also have the car yep. yeah. just make your money work for you yeah. before you jump into investments you do need to get financial advice it's mm. not as simple as what i just said mm. but the the core wisdom is there
0: yeah yeah, yeah great Great. And so I think that's, again, just something to be aware of when we approach finances. Um, And so the last thing I want to ask you guys is just one thing about um, budgeting or finance that you just wish you knew a bit earlier. Like, give us some wisdom, a little tip, if you will.
1: I think, I wish that I knew that there was no shortcuts Mm. because I think we all want to You know to jump on bitcoin when it was (laughs) soaring or uh, you know we all wanted these things that are going to get us there Mm. and just like you know like the lottery it's just like going to get me out of it Um, but i heard this great thought around habits that and that was um chase after the identity that you want to have not the goal because if I want to make $100,000, then maybe I'll think about stealing out of someone's hmm. purse or maybe I'll think about trying to invest in the next big thing. But if you think of, instead about the goal, if you think about the identity, you just think about what does a person who has, you know, all of this money, what are, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And maybe they don't buy McDonald's so often. And maybe they actually seek some financial wisdom yeah. from somebody who's further down the road than, yeah. than them. So it stops us going after these get-rich-quick things and actually helps us at the checkout going, you know what, um, yeah, I think a wealthy person probably doesn't do this. And I'm talking, I'm talking true wealth. I'm not talking a you know, celebrity rapper because, of course, they're out there you know, dropping money on the stupidest things. <laughs> Um, but someone who, it's good to get somebody who you really admire, yeah. Yeah. who, in terms financially, who you really admire. Right. And then, like, it's almost like the what would Jesus do question. Mm, yeah. um, it's like just thinking, yeah, what would that, what would a financially wise person be doing in this situation?
2: I think for me, um, something that I wish I knew sooner is, especially when it comes around to giving at church and being generous or um, Whatever that might be. Some of us, like I've been through seasons where, you know, they someone's had this really awesome giving message or whatever it might be and you really want to give but you've been pretty strapped for cash and it's just, you know, sometimes you can give out of that but other times it's like, you know, I, I really can't give. So something that I wish I learned earlier was, you know, for me now, I... Well, especially when, even when it comes to first fruits it's something that I, which is your first um, wage of the new financial year if you didn't know, but um, it's something that I save all year for to be able to give because um, right now in my season of life a whole wage would dramatically impact my family, but it's something that I still believe in and have um, faithful and see such blessing in so being able to make a way and saving for ways to be generous, even if that's like a little account where you're able to have a small amount of funds, so if someone's in Need or you want to make a meal you just have that money there and you don't have to feel um, guilty about spending it basically
1: yeah I, I just want to add on to that thought of generosity I wish I knew how powerful generosity was yeah. because and there's two ways of knowing there's knowing because people sit here and we're going to say hey how good's generosity and then there's knowing which is when you actually do it yeah. and 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 I just wish that I would be that I knew it so much earlier because I started off being I was just so stingy because I thought that was the wise thing to okay. do. But especially last year and this year, I'm finding out how wise it is to be yes. generous. Yes. And it started off with just buying coffees. And, and let me tell you, it has quickly accelerated yeah. to the point where lots of money is, God is like, you know, you probably don't really need that. And I'm thinking, well, I guess I'm not really stressed. And then it's just like, There it goes. It's off to somebody else. And there's such great joy in that. Mm. And then on the back of generosity, there's God blessing me and Hannah, even way more than we could ever imagine and we're like where did this come from it came from being generous
2: I love that and I'd love to add something really quick to that is um is even like around um tax time I don't know if I've mentioned this before but my husband Jared and I we have a habit and um every year before um sowing our first fruits we set a financial goal of basically what we'd like to receive, or just blessing, or what we need, and we we set aside goals that we have, you know, whether um, for this year, I'll be honest, we have my sister's uh, wedding in New Zealand, and I'm like, okay, we're going to need a lot of money to take four people to New Zealand, and so that was what we were really believing into, so we sowed our first fruits, and we were believing like, hey God, like we need a substantial amount of money to be able to afford to go, and um, yeah, we were actually blessed with, literally like 15 times what we gave in our first fruits, which more than covered New Zealand and all of our other goals. So I just want to encourage you guys, like there's real fruit in giving God your goals and giving him what you're believing for even if it's financial it's not you don't have to feel guilty about being like hey God these are my financial goals these are the things that I'm believing for um financially because I really believe that God honors those
0: Mm. I love that I think sometimes we forget that God is wise and that when he gives us things like generosity to be a part of it actually is a way to be freer And not to be more bound. It actually creates a sense of freedom in our life. And I think that's something that doesn't make sense without Jesus. But we have Jesus. So let's listen to the wisdom and the things that he asks of us. And I think for me, just one thing that I'd love to say is that it's okay to desire things in a healthy way. It's okay to love going out for dinner or to have a car you want to do up or um, to see something and think, gee, it would, that would add a bit of joy or a bit of beauty to yeah. my life. And just making a space for that in your budget is a healthy way to do that. If you yeah. know you love something, put some money aside for it. Create a space for it in your budget and look forward to getting to use that. But do it with wisdom. Do it yeah. in a way that it's not consumptious, uh, mindless consumption of Instagram tells me I need this, this, I need this, I don't have this, I don't have that. But where it's like, you know what, I truly find joy in this thing. I want to make a space for that with the money that I earn because that's a healthy way to approach things. Can we thank Maddie and Slater? And I think they had a lot of wisdom to share. And I hope that that was helpful. But I just want to quickly revisit those four pillars. And then we're going to pray because I think it would be worthwhile. Um, And so with your finance, create a margin where you can. Look at what you're spending. Actually take the time to write it down. Even if it's just on a notepad and pen. Even if you sometimes I just bring up my bank statement and I go through because i genuinely I'm like, I didn't spend any money this month and I did. So even if you just bring up your bank statement, write down what you're spending, make a note of what you earn and find what the gap is. Maybe you need to create that gap. Maybe you need to look at reducing some of your expenditure or maybe you realize you actually had a gap and you had no idea because you weren't uh, being intentional with it. So create a margin. Uh, know what you earn and what you spend. Prioritizing saving and giving first. When you get paid, if you have a goal for your future, a savings goal, put that aside first. Don't give yourself a chance to spend it without realizing. Make it a priority. And the same with generosity. You know, that's a real way to access uh, or to be a part of what God's doing, to experience great blessing and joy in, in putting others first, but also to be free from the need to hold tightly on to what we have. And so prioritise those things. Make sure saving is a priority and being generous is a priority for you. And then make space for the things you love. Have a good think about what you genuinely love, not just the mindless things that sometimes we can tend to buy because other people have them or it's thrown in our face or we're just maybe not thinking, but actually think about the things that you want to make space for with your finance. And then be excited that you can buy those things without worrying about sometimes dead or that you've mismanaged your funds. There's nothing worse than getting something you really wanted, but then feeling guilty about it. Actually make a space for that and then just repeat it. Nothing happens overnight. A financial journey is a consistent journey. It's a long journey. It's day after day, week after week, month after month, but it's going to build your life. It's going to build your life for your family. It's going to build your life for your community if you're able to bless and sow into them. It's going to build your life in an incredible way. God calls us to be wise and he's given us wisdom. And you know what? He's there in the situations that we can't control. And I want to acknowledge that. For some of us, we might be in a really hard place and it's not just about managing our money better. And God, you know, I believe he has breakthrough for that situation. And I think we should be praying fervently into that it says, Do not be anxious, but bring your request to me let 's still be praying to God and believing for incredible blessing and breakthrough, but let 's be wise as well and so why would would you all stand with me tonight? I know this has been a more practical sort of financing night tonight, but you know, we've been talking about building our life, and financially specifically, but if you're here tonight and and maybe church isn't your usual space, this community, or maybe God's not someone you've really considered or would consider yourself to have a relationship with, I want to encourage you that building a purposeful life, a life with intention that you love, Jesus is a massive part of that because He knows exactly who you are and He has a purpose for you. And I just want to extend that invitation tonight. If you would love to uh, get to know Jesus more, maybe for the first time or come back into a relationship with him, it's as simple as just in your heart, just saying, Jesus, I want that. I want to build a life with you. I want you to be a part of that. And so if that's you, I'd just love to pray for you tonight. Father God, I just thank you for anyone who's choosing to acknowledge you maybe for the first time tonight or who... Uh, says they want to take a step forward and get to know who you are, Jesus. And I pray that you would meet them right where they're at right now. I pray that you would give them great vision and dreams for the life that you're going to build with them, God, for the purpose that you've instilled in them, God. And for all of us, I pray that you would help us to be financially wise, God, that money is an incredible resource, if we use it well. And we thank you that you do give us wisdom and that you are there for us when things are out of our control, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's be wise with our money. Let's enjoy uh, the resource in blessing others and living a blessed life and building the life of us and those around us.